We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to episode 20 of Married Millennials. This week's episode, we got a little something special for you. As you may notice, you're listening here on a Monday. Why would we release an episode on a Monday, baby? Why? Because it's our anniversary. Hey, do you know what today is? Hey, it's our our anniversary. anniversary. You know what? If you really didn't know what today was, could you imagine? (laughs) uh, what, What is today? Well, now you know. If you didn't know, shame on you. But now you do know. Because you opened your app, you're like, wait, hold on. This is supposed to come on Tuesday. And we had to throw a little curveball. One year of marriage. We are officially celebrating 365 days together. 366. It's a leap year. No, this is a leap year. So last year was 365. We hasn't concluded. We've had 365 days. Okay, but wait. We've discussed the math thing, but we've already had our extra day in February. So Ah, we have. I stand ha! corrected. Ha! That's the first lesson of marriage. <laughs> Joy's always right. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Not true. Not true. But to no. keep a happy home, you must concede. <laughs> right. That's what it will say. Happy wife, happy life. And that is a fact, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, if you're not willing to sacrifice your ego, like this is not going to work. Yeah. We got some goodies. I'm going to get ahead of myself. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what we learned in our first year of marriage. Marriage today, everyone talks about it like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get married. Why did you guys get married so young? <laughs> All that fun stuff about marriage. Do they sound like that? They when do. They, sound, ask you? they really do. Or that's sound how like it's that. fil- your filtration system no. is processing. People it. speak about marriage like it's the worst thing ever. Yeah, if- a little bit. I I will say people who aren't married talk about it like it's just the worst thing ever, and the people who are are genuinely like, oh, welcome to the club. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it really is a for better or for worse type of situation. Yeah, but it's not. It's just not that bad. We got to no. debunk some of this. Like, y'all, it's good. Trust me, it's, it's good when you find the right person. I mean, that's, right. that's the big key of it all. You yeah. got to marry the right person. Yeah. And granted, hell, we've only been in this in a year, so I don't know if she's the right person, but I, I feel hey. pretty confident. <laughs> You're I, about a year to, you were 366 days too late. Did look, you feel that? Look, <laughs> you, you already know it's not staying, an option. You are uh, staying right by my side. It is not an option at all. But no, we wanted to talk about it. And I know when we got married, so many people said the first year of marriage is one of the most challenging years mm-hmm. to be married. And I was like, okay, well, what are we going to, what are we going to expect? And I would say this first year of marriage has been overwhelmingly successful overwhelmingly yes i would overwhelmingly? say overwhelmingly well, i would say we're right on track no <laughs> as far as successful no i would say the the way it was described to us by multiple people and saying I, that I this it, was going to be it's a challenging year yeah, and you if think i it's have gonna to be a little more if i have to compare it to what we were told i'm gonna say it's overwhelmingly successful now if you look at it and where we're at in life and what we're doing hell no it's not overwhelmingly successful but well, just in the terms of that comparison right i think i'm thinking about it as far as how all of our relationship has gone 
let's start with this. What do you feel is overwhelming? I'm not trying to down us because I think we're doing great, but what's overwhelming? Overwhelmingly successful is the fact that for the last year, I have been married to someone that I was dating for a long time, but now this is my wife. Right. And we have made commitments together to plan a future, to combine our finances. We added another dog to the house. Right. We're both doing well in our careers. Like, that is successful. Yeah, that when, is. That's pretty good. It, I guess I'm taking that for granted. Friendships. Like, that's a, we're, we are in a good spot. If you look at... We are, truly. If, yeah, you, if you look at our life from, from the outside looking in, you would say, man, they, they're in a good place. And of course, we are more ambitious. You always want to do better for yourself. But if I take a, a if I take a step back and I look from the outside looking in, we are in a very successful relationship. Inside looking out, I feel that way. Agree both I ways. Definitely feel that way. Yeah, but I, again, I've always felt that way about us. I agree. It, yeah. it, for me, it well, came later. Always, it, I know yeah, it, like, I came later. We talked like about when we this. got back together. Not yeah, my boyfriend from college. Two thousand eleven and, and beyond. Like yeah, yes, we've, we've been, been solid for a long time, and I'm not pleasantly surprised but i am pleased that this year has gone as well as it has I, i'm just i'm pleased about it no, it's definitely pleasing yeah it, but not surprised that's fair i'm pleased, not, surprised. not surprised i'm not surprised either yeah and, and that just comes from we we were very committed when we started yeah and that's what the the first point that i want to bring up about our first year of marriage is is the commitment to each other that was one of the the biggest things going into into our marriage is we wanted to fully do this together. The first thing we did after we said I do was we prayed. We went upstairs, we held hands, and we prayed and said, Father, guide us through this marriage mm-hmm. as we go through this together. Yeah. We wanted this to be a two-headed approach, not me saying this is what's happening and not you saying this is what happening. What's happening? It was a an, an absolute two headed approach, and and for me, I have, I can see how that has manifested itself in this first year. Right. From our arguments to our decision making to everything. Have we had any real arguments? No, I mean that you, when you get married, when any, it's just like anything. When you spend too much time with anyone, regardless if you're in love with them or you're friends with them, they're going to get on your nerves. It, it's just what happens. When you spend a right. lot of time with with anyone, with anything, it's going to get to the point where you're like, oh, you're driving me nuts. I really love that we are in this together. And I was just telling a friend the other day, my favorite part of one of my favorite parts, at least of being married is knowing that someone has 100% signed up for this with you signed up for to experience life with you. That's no small thing. I, I, every day I think like, man, Justin for real married me. I, that's huge. You that's really have good. that thought every day. Yeah. Like, I don't. I, I mean, at least <laughs> weekly. You don't think, look, baby, you really should be thinking about the fact that I for real, for real married you. That's how you feel? I feel like you're slighting and shading the hell out of me with that I'm really blessed. I I do. I look at you all the time and I'm like, oh, that's my guy. I do. That's cute. That's real cute. It's true. You're special. Thank you. I love you so much. Oh, stop, stop. I do. I'm feeling a little mushy. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) We're not mushy. We're, I mean, a little bit, but not... To your point, to your point. What was my point? 
<laughs> I just I like being with you, I think is all I'm trying to say. I like being with you. I like that we are committed to each other. And I like that it's a real deal. Like, I won't say legal thing, because but we went before God and said, hey, we're going to do this thing. And I do feel like he has blessed us accordingly. And a, and a host of family and friends. Yeah. When you make that declaration in front of the Lord and you make that in front of all the people that you care about. Oh, that's a that's a serious, real yeah. commitment that you have to make. And mm-hmm. when you replay all the big decisions you've made in your life, saying that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. If we look at the average life expectancy, about 80, 80 plus. You're looking right around in the 80s. We got married. I was 26 and Joy was 25. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what? 50 plus years that we've committed. Now, there's nothing that I've committed to ever before in life. that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm willing to do this for 50 plus years. And, yeah. hell, we live longer. It's even longer than that. That's a big deal. It's, it's huge. And yeah. to me, that is the most critical component is that both of us looked at each other and said we're committed to making this work. And yeah. in our first year of marriage, we've attacked everything with that mentality. I feel like we've tethered our souls together, if you will. Uh, there, When I was wedding planning, people were so concerned about wedding planning. Do you remember? It was, and it was such a stressful situation, and I kept saying, look, the wedding's great, but I'm preparing to be a wife. Like, I knew I was entering into this new role in my life, and I just so desperately wanted to focus on that. And on that note, I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who helped us with the wedding because during that time, it was so easy for me to focus on everything that was going wrong. And, but you know, when you reflect on it, hindsight's twenty twenty. you really can see how many people stepped in and helped and smothered you in love so much love. And that's, we've been so blessed in that category too. We've had, so many supporters of our relationship. So just thank you to all you guys. A major commitment people typically make right after marriage, or not major commitment, because I guess marriage is the major commitment, but people move in together after they get married. I think that us moving in prior to getting married was a clutch decision. Not just a clutch decision. (laughs) It was the best decision that we could have possibly made. Yeah. I think that's maybe why people have a hard time their first year. Oh, 100%. If you don't know what it's like to live with somebody, the little nuances that drive one another crazy, the schedule that you operate on, everybody lives differently. Mm -hmm. And some people are adamant about it that they do not want to live with their spouse until they are actually husband and wife. And if you hold that belief, I 100% respect it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't and you are thinking about it, I would strongly, strongly recommend moving in together before you get married. Joy and I officially got our place together. We were living together for almost two years Mm -hmm. before we said I do. And it eliminated so many different things. I think there's added pressure when you move in together after marriage because there's a greater expectation for you to be a certain way. Like, you know, it's like, oh, OK, Great well, point. you're going to be my my perfect mate now. And then you're incredibly flawed and human. And, and the truth is you won't be compatible in so many ways when you first move in together because you still have to learn. So I, I think that that's a major learning curve that is completely avoidable if, you know, you're down for it. Um, and it also ties in into the relationship roles. 
yeah. is if you as a husband or, or you as a wife have these expectations on what you expect your husband or wife to do for you. Like, right. Oh, I expect you to clean. I expect you to cook. I expect you to take out the trash. I expect you to walk Ooh, the dogs. That's a lot you of have, expectations. You have all these expectations that you think is going to happen, but you guys have never shared a space yeah. and didn't really realize, well, that's not conducive to my schedule. I don't like doing this. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden your expectations are met with reality and they don't and you're fit upset. and they don't look at each other eye to eye. And now all of a sudden you have this added friction because you went into something that you had really no idea what you were getting into. Yeah. If someone asked me honestly what I think, you know, should we move in together before we get married, I would tell them absolutely yes. 100%. If they're open to it, I really would. I, I don't want to get in the way of anybody's religious beliefs or anything, but I just strongly feel that because if you find out you're not compatible with somebody, even just in a in the way of sharing space, you don't need to marry that person anyway. There is no need in getting married and then being stuck in it. You know, I think you... That's part of getting to know somebody. It's just the final step. You are making a life commitment. Yeah. <laughs> like if you really think you about this, know what you're getting you into. are committing yeah. your life to someone. That is nowadays, not everyone thinks like that yeah. when they get married. It's like, okay, hell, we could just file for we divorce or divorce, have an yeah. annulment. Like who cares? Right. That's the hot thing to do in today's world. But if you look at the traditional sense of, of marriage, this is a lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. And if you're just signing your name on the dotted line and you're not reading the fine print, uh, you, may, no. you, might, you might be in trouble. Right. If you buy a new car, what are you going to do? You're going to test drive the car. You're going to look at some other ones. You're going to make sure that this is, you know what, this is really the right car for me. Right. And that's the same thing. Is this the right person? Is this the right partner? Not just the right person. It goes with the right partner. Yeah. And there's two of you. You guys are going through this life together. Mm-hmm. And just by living together, you find so many different things that reveal who your partner is in ways yeah. you may not even recognize or know you wouldn't even beforehand. think to look for yeah no they just Absolutely. they bring themselves out in, in in different ways they manifest differently in in every relationship and you're just like okay this makes sense and i cannot emphasize it enough right it's important. i strongly recommend moving in together before you get married i do you remember when we first got married you expected me to be neater do you remember because you said oh i thought it was the stress from the wedding and someone was like no this is just who i am do you remember i do you had a moment i but you did get a little bit better because the last six months leading up to our wedding you had just said forget it i'm not doing anything yeah and that was problematic and i brought it to the attention all i did was eat hot cheetos yeah it and and, exactly and what are those things called? Pirate's booty. That's all you were eating. Pi- no, pirate's boo- booty was not wedding planning. That was just on some regular life stuff. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> but, but And I haven't even, I don't think I've had hot Cheetos since our honeymoon. So your stress levels yeah, we, are reduced. So hot Cheetos, it, it that's manif- your go-to stress food? That was the first time I understood stress eating. I've never been a stress eater, like ever. I'm just not. I'm a stress worker-outer. And I think maybe because I was expected to work out because, you know, a wedding's coming. You're supposed to be shedding for your wedding. I boycotted. And I was like, <laughs> well, I got to go do the other thing, which was just eating flaming Hot Cheetos Shit. on the regular. I had red fingertips for days, truly. But like I said, you, you did get better once we once we got through all the wedding planning. Did it get to the point that I was hoping for? Absolutely not. And that goes. Is it ever going to no. get there? And that goes to our Absolutely next point. Not. Is <laughs> you're not going to change who your spouse is. No. So we can try all you want. You are not going to change who each other are. No. Period. End of story.
So if you're hoping that once you put this ring on each other's finger and you say I do, like magically they're going to become these different people that you want them to be, don't get married. It's not going to happen. We are who we are. Now, I'm not going to say that you can't change patterns of behavior, can't expand your mind. We are constantly molding and changing and shaping. That happens. You grow. But tr- correct, you grow. Yeah. But saying uh, you're directly going to change and you're going to become like what a my different partner person, yeah. wants me to, which is completely contrary yeah. to who I really am, it's not going to happen. No. And I would say, too, you can't change your spouse, but you can change how you react to certain things. I think that's important to note. And I think that is part of growth as well. Like, wouldn't you say that your reaction to my mess <laughs> is a little... My reaction's gotten better. It's, uh, I can't, I can't even. I literally either. can't even talk about this. I'm genuinely You are that, that bad. bad. We're not going to say you're not that bad. You are that bad. Period. End of story. It was not, it's not even a room for debate. But I had... But it, I'm going to be in full honesty. I was hoping that, you know, once we got married, maybe she will become a little bit better. And the answer is no. That's who Joy is. She's a mess. She does not pick up anything. Dang. She's going to leave things where they are. And I have to choose. I have to pick my battles. Not like, an absolute mess. I'm just a mess. <laughs> okay. I didn't say an absolute mess. I said a mess. I know. But I just want people to understand that there's levels to this. Okay. There and is that le- I'm not at a high level. And, and I just had to <laughs> recognize. level mess. Is that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to live with some type of chaos and disorder and how much that breaks my heart. And literally <laughs> I could cry right now just thinking about living in terror for the rest of my <laughs> life. Like I'm very sad about it, but that is who Are she is. Real that feeling? is how her, how, how her brain works. There's nothing I can do. I can continue to be positive and just say, Hey babe, can you try to pick things up and recognize that while you know, she's not going to completely live how I live. She make she by making small little steps. I have to accept those victories, and then if things are still driving me nuts, then I got to take care of it. And I do, I do pick the. I've gotten better. I have gotten better. As baby steps, I do plan to get to a point where I am meeting you halfway. But then once children come along, I have no idea. So you're already you've already given up. How are you gonna plan to meet me halfway and then give up before you even walk? Because those are 10%. tiny humans. They're like naturally little terrors. They mess up a room in like three point two seconds. And then you, you want mess me to up like a room over. in 3.2 seconds. Exactly. There'll be three of us then. I oh. can't control one. Can you guys pray for me? And it's like, myself. Like, like, we, just, we just can't be in this one bedroom apartment when that happens because then I might just oh, die. Oh, we won't. We won't. I don't think so. Oh, like, no, I can't. Lord I can't. We have babies, the, between two dogs, a baby, and you, that's all kind of mess. Between the dog, I can't. No, we can't even talk about this because I'm literally going to cry. Well, would you say I've gotten better with finances? You have gotten better with finances, and I appreciate that. A few months ago, we did officially combine all of our finances. We are closing out month two. And that's one thing I've realized. Combining finances is not very easy. No. When Joe and I moved in together, we had we opened up a joint checking account, but we mm-hmm. kept all of our money separate. Yeah. She had her account. I had my account. We would put in rent. half of our rent and then the yeah. bills, and, and that was really it. We just kept spending on our own. And once we got married, it was like, okay, well, we have to – really start building this together and now here we are almost two months in and I'm like man this is this is kind of stressful and I prided myself on being on being on top of finances and and managing the budget and it's like even then it's just stressful you're just seeing all the money come in and then all the money going out 
It's like you just feel like a business owner. Like, well, man, this is what it's like. Well, it's a lot like. more money, too, because it's two people. It's a, it's different to just manage yourself and then go to managing a household, if yeah. you will. And everything's Because com- it's everything. And it's everything's Every combined. Her bills are my bills. Her car payment is my car payment. My gas is her gas. My phone bill is her phone bill. Everything is, is ours. You can keep the gas in your tummy, though. Yeah, that's so rude. <laughs> and even so, when you look at that, it's like, man, this is this is kind of stressful. It, it's definitely a, a challenge. I can see how finances can become a problem because I know I've I've said it many times. Like, really, babe, you spend all this money on Everything lunch every day. Everything they say is or, or like causes of divorce. What is it? Sex, finances, and chores. And within this first year of marriage, I can see how. Those things could definitely go. Like if you, because you know why you have to constantly be in communication about those things. It's not that they're a problem, but they're things that can easily get out of hand. So I think that you have to constantly communicate. I mean, and everybody says communications, but like all, all three of those things you have to be vocal about. But that's the, that's the essence of a relationship. That's the right. essence of a successful marriage. And right. you're not just a marriage of, of a successful relationship is you have to communicate everything. Yeah. And that goes back to the first point of the commitment together. Mm-hmm. And I, I will never forget, and I, I will mention this a hundred times more, what my father said, how have you made it work with mom? And he said, I let my ego die at the altar. Mm-hmm. And I will just never forget those words. And that's the approach that we take is that you have, I just have, you have to let that die. And if that comes with your sexual, your sexual ego, your, your monetary ego, whatever it is, you have to let that go and say, this is the two of us and we got to talk it through. And talking about money is not comfortable. It's not fun, especially when one's making more than the other, one's spending more than the other, one has different financial goals than the other. That becomes a problem. Same with sex expectations. Someone's like, oh, well, I don't, I only want to have sex once or twice a week or once or twice a month. And you're like, well, I want to do it three to four times a week. Right. You got to have communication about that. You got to right. talk about, it. well, well, this is what I want and this is what you want. Well, how do we have that compromise? We can sit and pretend like everything's dandy, but if you don't talk about it, it's going to lead to the frustration. And the same thing with chores. You have to, you, you have to, you have to I talk. I think this expectation thing uh, coming, if I can be transparent, for us, we were coming off of celibacy, which we still need to talk about. But we were coming off of celibacy, so I thought we needed to ease back into the groove. And that is not where you were. Hell, we were celibate for three and a half years. We're going to dedicate another episode fully talking about how we came to the decision to be celibate leading up to our marriage. But I was like, yo, for three and a half years, I did not have sex. Like I was not trying to go into my marriage like, hmm, let's just play this out. Hell, I waited three and a half years. There was there was but no see, slow motion in anything. I didn't want to set too high of an expectation. I didn't want to set an expectation. You know how they say how you start how you finish? So I didn't want to set the bar too high. And then you'd be like, oh, we used to... We're not talking about setting the bar too high. You didn't even set the bar. (laughs) You didn't even put the bar on the rack. Like there was no measurement. I fixed it, didn't I? Yeah, after (laughs) after some some heated conversations. Yeah, I was like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Shit, they weren't heated. No, I was greatly frustrated. Were you? You really hundred percent? Hell yeah. It's three and a half years. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't know. Like I said, I was in my mind. I was like, let's ease back into this. Let's set a realistic bar for what's going to happen throughout marriage. Because I'm sitting here thinking this is how my brain works, right? I'm like, well, when we have kids, <laughs> there's no way we're going to be able to be, you know, 
You just rabbits. Sidebar. So we I know. No, 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 I know no, it's no. crazy. No, we got to. Yeah, we <laughs> can't live our life. We're just gonna put this out there now. We can't have a marriage where you say, you know what, in 2072, this is going to be a problem. So like, we can't do that I right now. I think I was just so, no, trying let's to just, set we're a gonna consistent work that. president. Like, I was just trying to that, be. That's fine. But we're talking about that, that behavior. Know, it was crazy. When, when we have this or when this comes in 700 years, like, no, we, we're not going to live know. like that. Listen, in retrospect, again, hindsight is 2020. I realized that that was ridiculous. I thought I was just like super planning because... You have to future plan. There's like no way to get through this thing if you're not. I mean, you have to live in the moment, but you have to think about the future, too, because you're both involved. <laughs> Highly. Like you kind of have to know where you want to go or you're, you might not get there. And that's something that you need to discuss realistically before you get married. If your future plans, and this is something that you have not talked about extensively and sincerely with your partner before you guys get married, I'd strongly encourage you to to really begin that dialogue because if you guys have different expectations for what you want in your life, if one's a dreamer and wants to pursue their own entrepreneurial endeavors and one is like, oh, I'm adverse to risk, I'd like to just stay really steady and not do anything too crazy to disrupt what we have, eventually you're going to get to a point where one is on one side of the spectrum and the other's on the complete opposite side. And now they're in between these two spectrums, animosity, anger, resentment, bitterness. It's all the bad. It, but, but it's true. You guys have to know, you have to talk about yeah. what you want for your future. Before Joy and I got together and, and now we've really massaged that in this first year of marriage, was like, what do you want for your future? How many kids do you want? What kind of life do you see for us? Mm-hmm. What What is your true passion? And that what doesn't mean those do things don't change. Oh, of they, co- of they course they change. are evolving, but you're in the know. I, I'm pretty up to date on what you want, and you're pretty up to date on what I want. I know you're a dreamer. Yeah. And if I didn't support you being a dreamer, there's going to become a point in our marriage where there is going to be a strong conflict because you're going to say, hey, I'm going after my dreams. Yeah. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You're a dreamer too, baby. Of course I'm a dreamer. Yeah. But but we work and we, we allow each other to dream because we support each other's dream. Right. And if you don't have that, you're going to come to a point where you're either going to pick your dream or you're going to pick your spouse. And it, it's true. Yeah. Which which, which one do you want? You want to, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my dreams die because <laughs> I, want, I want my family to, to be my, my most important priority, which, which I respect. But I would challenge you is if you pick the right partner, you don't have to pick. You don't have to choose because, because your dreams are part of you. And your partner is helping you reach your dreams. Right. Not divert your dreams. Your dreams die. Doesn't part of you die too? Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's not the way to go. It's what It really is what, what keeps you going. You, you have to talk about the future planning before you get married. And then once mm-hmm. you get married, it really is like this is what we got to do because every decision that you make affects your spouse Mm -hmm. and to me that was kind of the biggest aha moment for me was when i realized everything i do directly affects you there's a much different ball game when you do something and you have the possibility of losing your wife or you have the possibility of losing your husband and you say okay i can do this oh yeah my girlfriend and i break up our fiance we called off the marriage okay yeah but when you really think like I am losing my spouse, 
Mm-hmm. Like that is a very significant and heavy burden to bear. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm just walking this on my shoulders like, oh my gosh, I have to be careful because this is this is a tremendous burden that's on my shoulders. But it, it forces you to really, really think through your actions. Yeah, it holds you to a higher standard as it should. I've been saying I feel like I owe it obviously to myself and you by extension because we are one now to be my best self, bring my best to the table. And, you know, my best isn't always going to be the best, but it will always be my best. Your motivation is different. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're going after something. Like we're going after life together. Yeah. Like we're not just going after the day-to-day or the weeks or the months. Like we are literally going after life. Yeah. The, the whole shebang. The, I said, going back to the point of how many kids you want, the type of house that we want, the type of cars you want to drive, where you want to live, where do you mm-hmm. want to buy a home, where do you want a vacation, what are mm-hmm. I mean, all these goals. And when you have someone who's like, you, you want the same thing, it's like, hell, I'm coming to the plate just as strong. And not just on a life planning level, but on a spiritual journey level. Uh, as far as where do you, where, how, how much do we incorporate God into our relationship, which for us is a lot, but that's a responsibility that we both have to one another. Our faith really has been a foundation of our marriage early on in, in our relationship. It wasn't always like that, but as we've grown together over the years, our spiritual connection has really allowed us to move to higher grounds because mm-hmm. we aren't in this together. And everyone receives their their spiritual fulfillment through a variety of religions and a variety of different practices and whatever works for you, great. But I, I will say that dating or, or marrying someone who shares that belief, that commitment, adds an extra link to the chain. I agree. I think that having faith be the cornerstone of our relationship has maybe made this first year of marriage easier on us. Maybe that's why we haven't had the dreaded first year <laughs> of marriage. Like it, it really has been, it's been good. It's been good because I don't think we have encountered anything that I didn't feel like, Oh, we can't pray our way through this. You know, if, if you have faith, I think you can get through anything. You really can. So. For sure. It, 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 it has helped us. We're, we can argue till we're, we're blue in the face. We can't figure this this world out by ourselves. Yeah. There's some things that our brains just don't understand and we don't have logical or reasonable explanations for. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I don't have this answer. I, I don't know how to do all this, but I have faith that with you by my side and, 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 and with the Lord going to him in prayer, we can accomplish anything that we put our minds to. Right. Thanks, God. <laughs> Shout out to you. Right. <laughs> And thanks to you, babe, for being my best friend, my rock, my husband. You've been a great husband. I appreciate that. You've been a great wife. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, and to, to me, that's really the the biggest takeaway of this episode is is marriage is really yeah. not that bad. It's it, not. I would take the that out. Yeah, it's not it's bad. It's not bad at all. Yeah. That, that's. A, thank you for that correction. You're right. right. It's not bad. I would say marriage is good. Marriage is a because beautiful thing. Because not bad doesn't mean good. We all see connection. That's good. It's we, really we, is. we operate better when we have somebody that's on mm-hmm. our team. Anyone who's played sports understands that. Played team sports. 
having someone who's there to push you, just having that that special someone that you know will always have your back no matter what only motivates you to go even harder, stronger, and faster in the direction that you know your life is supposed to go in. It's all right, guys. Like it, it's it's okay. I promise yeah. you, it's okay. We have we have friends. that say, oh my gosh, Mary, like I can't even think about that. It just has such a, a negative stigma in today's world, and with the divorce rate damn near being fifty percent, it's like one in two marriages fail, mm-hmm. and you see those messages being reinforced in society, and, and I just don't believe that's an accurate reflection of what marriage is. Yeah. If you go in it with the right frame of mind and you find the right person, you're willing to battle. I believe you can withstand yeah. everything. And I'm not going to be naive and say that we're marriage experts at all. No. We've been in it for one year. Yeah. One year. Right. So there's a lot of life. There's a lot of troubles that we'll face. There's going to there's gonna be difficulties that we are going to encounter. I believe kids will be our biggest test. <laughs> so there are definitely things that we'll say today that we probably will we'll say much differently in, in three to five years. But from what I've seen and in, in, in hearing people our age, the millennial generation talk about marriage, it's, to me, it's nothing short of beautiful because I've thoroughly enjoyed being able to have someone by my side who I know is going to rock with me till the wheels fall off. Yeah, it's a built-in partner, like a built-in permanent partner. In short, marriage is great. We're advocates of marriage, and it's not so scary. I think it's it's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing indeed. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. As always, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and share it with your friends. And of course, connect with us on social media. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.